0: bird to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon steaks and cheese it's philadelphia bow and in the cut picking it cooler than two penguins still bows old arch nemesis Greg Cosell, shows up and it gets real pull up a branch and chill it's time to get ill with some birds with friends the early birds skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends bow a party Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. The Eagles are Super Bowl champions. I'm gonna get drunk. Where them beers? Where them beers? <laughs> All bottles
1: on Mr. Lurie tonight. Damn, Friends. that's gonna make me throw off. What was it like to have Bradley sense? Cooper in the booth? We the best. No one could have got me a caprese.
0: Where's the ball security? Touchdown, Tom. Loser. Nick Foles never lost a Super Bowl. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Shul and the Novacare Complex. On a Tuesday afternoon as the Eagles prepare for the short week against the New York Giants, the 2-3 and three Eagles, a half game behind Washington in the race to finish atop the decrepit NFC East. And, Sheil, let's start with this. Do you think that the short week almost plays to the Eagles' advantage a little bit? Coming off that disappointing loss, do you think that there's a little bit of a part of them that's like, uh, okay, we can move on quicker from this?
1: I wish we had video so people could see you just got in full of TV anchor mode there. It was pretty good. Yeah, I think those questions are still persisting today at the Novocare Complex. Listen, more power to you. I asked, you know, questions others might not agree with, but the Eagles were back at practice. Uh, We heard from Jim Schwartz, Mike Groh, Carson Wentz, some players. Tomorrow we'll hear from Doug Peterson, and then it's off to MetLife Stadium. Here we go.
0: Here we go. So coming up on the show today, we will do a little, a little bird processing on Shields upon further review on some of the underlying questions and performance that a lot of people have about uh, this Eagles team through five games. We will get to bird on the street, having heard from Mike Groh, Jim Schwartz, Carson Wentz, and Doug Peterson yesterday, and of course, the news that Jay Ajayi's season is over with the torn ACL, the Kapadia Curse, continues and waits for no man. And then we will close focusing on some of the trade possibilities for the Eagles in, a, in an extended Woodpecker, you rather
1: lots of buzz, lots of trade bits, the favorite topic among Eagles fans right now. I would say, would you agree?
0: I would. And I would say that, you know, for most fan bases, trade rumors are about as good as it gets
1: other than this podcast, of course. And we will be back on WIP Wednesday night. Sponsorship opportunities, Bo, still available. You can sponsor the pod. You can get uh, a nice little hit, 30 second hit, maybe two 30 second mm. hits on WIP. Those are hard to come by. Birds with Friends Podcast at gmail.com. Bo will be, you know.
0: That's Birds with yeah. Friends Podcast yeah. at gmail.com. Yes. WIP Radio. Uh, birds, yeah. birds with Friends Radio tomorrow night at. Eight o'clock. That will serve also as our uh, as our predictions for the game. We will have our crystal bald eagle closing out that show. So uh, let's get to to bird processing. Shield on your upon further review, and I think uh, two main topics here. And, and one is uh, the the obviously disappointing performance of the offense. Everybody is focused on the offensive line. You looked at some of the numbers uh, and tell us where exactly the offensive line is struggling and is it the case that Carson Wentz is playing at the same level that he was last year
1: yeah I won't bore everyone with the numbers you can obviously sign up theathletic.com
0: slash WIP 30%
1: off off if you want to read the full piece but let's get to the main points you know there were questions of is Carson Wentz holding on to the ball too long the answer is no he's getting rid of it almost exactly the, the same average that he had last year then you can look at You know, how quickly is a quarterback being sacked? And on average, Wentz is being sacked faster than the average quarterback. So these aren't, uh, you know, when you look at all of them as a whole, these aren't sacks where he's holding on to it. These ain't no Bobo sacks. These ain't no Bobo sacks. These are offensive linemen are getting beaten. Guys aren't coming uncovered. The ball's not coming out very quickly. And uh, they are sacking Carson Wentz. So, the broader point is that this is more of a blocking issue than a Carson Wentz holding on to the ball issue. Now, if you want to say, hey, you know, you can't dismiss the quarterback's responsibility for some of these sacks, uh, I agree with that. You know, that, but I think that's more, hey, pre snap, are we in the right look? Is protection set up well with Jason Kelsey? Did we check to a certain route that allows me to get rid of the ball quickly? All those things absolutely work in progress. Fair to criticize the quarterback for those. But again, I think the bulk of these come on the offensive line. And these are the biggest issues offensively right now. You know, there are a lot of issues and I'm sure we'll get to a bunch of them. But to me, this is far and away number one is that Wentz is being sacked on 9% of his dropbacks. You know, his completion percentage is better than it was a year ago. He's up at 67%. And his yards per attempt is identical to a year ago, 7.5 yards per attempt. Uh, You know, touchdown to interception ratio is actually better so far through three games than it was a year ago when everyone was talking about this guy as an MVP candidate. The big difference has been those negative plays. They're taking way too many of them. And that's what's really sort of uh, inhibited. Yeah. The passing game so far.
0: Also not as many big plays in the passing game for this offense, which Correct. also goes to the performance of the offensive line. If they can't protect long enough, he can't he can't get that ball downfield. Yeah. The air yards are, are not as high.
1: And then there's the situational stuff, which we discussed back in the spring. And list. listen,
0: I mean I think we both think that like the Calls for oh, this offense, you know they don't have Frank Reich, they don't have John D. Filippo. That's got to be that's got to be the issue, you know. Doug Doug isn't uh, isn't up to doing this himself. We think that's a little bit overstated, probably.
1: Yeah, I think there may be something to well, that. Actually, well,
0: I think not that it's overstated, <laughs> but that it's.
1: I'm in on that thing. Immo- I'm in on that storyline, baby. It's impossible
0: line, baby. to tell. Okay, but. We talked a lot about how they were not probably prepared for two guys leaving. They were prepared for one of the two of them to leave. And so you've got the double jumps, growed offensive coordinator, Press Taylor to quarterback's coach. You know, you would presume that uh, Doug Peterson isn't giving Press Taylor quite the same responsibilities he was giving John Filippo last year. But from all that we know, their respective responsibilities, Frank Reich, Third down, John D. Filippo, red zone. And those are the two situational areas where they are not up to last year's standards. So uh, whether or not that is the reason, there is there is smoke there. Well, smoke him if you got him.
1: Well, third down is very ugly. I mean, uh, Carson Wentz averaging 5.5 yards per attempt, completing just 44% of his passes being sacked on 12.9% of his dropbacks which is terrible but this was an interesting on oh, they're in third and long all the time well, who cares yes yeah, you told us they weren't third and long all the time last no, year no that's that's you're not that's not the
0: right read the re, it's not who cares it's you shouldn't do that anyway they were lucky to be as good as they were at that last year eh. you can't that's a not a sustainable listen mark. i'm with
1: coach Flynn. who cares about staying on schedule go get a first down
0: yeah but don't that you're, again, mislear- mislearning, mistaking his message. His message isn't, who cares, go get a first down. It's, get the first down on first and second down. Yeah. And if it's third and long, go get it then. Oh, uh, okay.
1: All right. Their receivers have been particularly terrible on third down. They've dropped over 11% of their targets on third down, which is a crazy number. I had to, I had to look it up twice. Last year, they dropped fewer than 1%. Really? Yeah. Wow so this that's crazy on third this is only on third down okay so uh receivers not coming well through that's again down. that's the
0: natural that's the natural regression coming
1: i guess so that's pretty steep though yeah so sacks drops just i mean the I, the the rewatching the game just the number of guys not knowing where to line up is uh
0: well i crazy. think there's an easy explanation for that okay what do you got they're having too much sex
1: You got to give some explanation. I don't think that's as mainstream as you might think it was.
0: (laughs) Gary Cobb, former NFL player, former Eagles linebacker, gave the theory that uh, Fox twenty nine on 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 the Fox Morning Show that this team needs to go on a fast. They need to stop having sex. Clouds the mind. Listen, they're playing like a team that has their minds clouded.
1: You got to give a warning there. We have kids, kids in the audience. Keep
0: it in your pants, big fellas. Okay.
1: Uh, So that's bad. Red zone, we knew that was just, you know, it it was crazy unsustainable last year. 40% of Carson Wentz's throws in the red zone last year resulted in touchdowns. That's down to 17% this year. He's, again, being sacked at a higher rate. That's kind of the common theme with all of these things. So that's sort of what's going on with the offense. You know, we can point to a number of things. I do think we'll get to this when we talk about the trade uh, targets, but I do feel like they're, they're a little bit too easy to game plan for right now. You know, you can't do everything with scheme and uh, great play calls and concepts. Sometimes you just need a, a guy to go out there and make a play and be faster than the other person or a better so sure route runner. I,
0: this, you brought this up after the game, yeah. I think. I mean, they've got... They're top two receivers. I know they do they're They've good got players. Two tight ends. Yeah. They've got basically their starting offensive yeah. line. They've got their quarterback. They should be able to move the ball. They
1: should be able to be much better. I don't I think agree. it's a
0: too easy to game plan for a thing. I think okay. yeah, maybe some some think that uh maybe they're over scheming.
1: Yeah, that was give credit for that or steal the idea or what?
0: Friend of the pod, uh Derek Sarley, but also we, we've been talking about this. Three. No,
1: I'm not going to take credit for it. Maybe you have.
0: I was talking about it. Okay. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they need to get out of their own way a little bit. Well, Go back to the staple No, Warriors you did. offense. You
1: did mention that during the Colts game where it seemed like things were working and then they sort of tried to fancy it up a yeah. little bit and they went backwards. And, you know, that would speak to guys not really knowing where to line up. And really, Doug Peterson said on Monday that uh, he didn't feel like they were playing fast right i mean mm-hmm. he he sort of referenced that a little bit i mean i i hate the whole uh oh, you know we're trying too hard we're pressing like i don't know that's never really been an issue for mm-hmm. me like oh i need to try not as hard that will solve my problem right. maybe it is something for professional athletes i don't know but that is not i generally don't buy into that theory so okay you're saying simplify it a little bit cut it down get them to play fast maybe go back to the the foundation plays that have made them so successful yeah. Okay. I, I think that's not a uh, that's not a, a bad theory. And you are right. I mean, they have the same weapons that they had last year, so it really shouldn't be an issue. But maybe it's just that we haven't seen it all working together yet. So that's kind of in my head that you're watching some of these other teams and guys making spectacular plays. And yeah. you've only gotten Jeffrey back for uh, two games. Ertz is playing great. Aguilar is kind of like a mystery. I mean, these his numbers are just down. Yeah, what's going uh, on? So much. That probably... Maybe that'll be a nice deep dive after the Giants game when we have that uh, little break if he's still struggling there. But I can I could see organizationally them looking at it and saying, our defense isn't going to be as good. Maybe we make a move and and mm-hmm. we add someone that makes us. You know, if you add somebody else, then all of a sudden maybe it gets those guys going. You're, sure. you're, you're deeper. You have more options. I could see them adopting that mindset perhaps. Sure.
0: Uh, okay, back to upon further review on the defense, and you know Joe Banner has been a proponent proponent of the idea that the defensive line is is the real issue here. That the defensive line is not getting the same kind of pressure that they did last year. Uh, you know he he tweeted out one of the uh, edge NFL matchup stats that had I think the Eagles to bottom five in pressure rate, but you uh, you went deep on some other numbers and maybe that's not quite the case. Well,
1: pressure rate is so subjective and yes. this there's no better example of this. I mean, we use sport radar and they had them with the sixth best pressure rate right. in the NFL. So, uh, really tough to gauge, you know. The the other stats might be a little bit easier. Sack percentage uh, 5.9% last year, 5.7% this year. I mean, almost right. almost identical there. Uh, I like looking at these time-to-throw stats where quarterbacks last year were getting rid of it in 2.53 seconds. This year, 2.62 seconds. I know every little bit counts when you're talking about such a small, but I don't know, that doesn't seem to me like a... Huge difference there. Is
0: there a, do you have a rank for that or no? Is that my putting you on the spot? Uh, I would.
1: I can look it up when you uh, go on one of your rants here pretty soon. I'll look it up on Sport Radar. Do you think
0: tally. that time to throw the clock starts when the ball is snapped or when the ball is in the quarterback's hands? Snap.
1: It's it's that's how they define it. Okay. Snap. Sna- snap to when they if get. It's like of a, it. If
0: it's like a lobby shotgun snap, but you know, maybe you lose a couple seconds.
1: That's true. Uh, So I don't know. I mean, re-watching that game, I felt like there were a lot of plays where they were crushing Kirk Cousins. Very close. Your boy was just unloading dimes with pressure in his face left and right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that we gave you enough crap for, like, uh, Thielen and Cousins just just taking it to these guys on Sunday after you call them overrated and, you know, crushing them all week long. What do you think? Should we do a segment on that? regular season game. (laughs) Come back to me when Kirk Cousins
0: wins a playoff
1: game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even that sixty-eight yarder Fletcher Cox. Was, I thought like, that was a great throw, putting him in the turf. There were there are really many others like that. Uh, so it is, I guess. Uh, you know, sometimes it does come down to a tenth of a second, which w- what would turn a, a sack into a uh, a completion, that kind of thing. But I don't know. My overall thing is that I do feel like it's way more coverage than it is. The defensive line, I know those things are tied together, but what really stands out, Bo, is when they blitz. Uh, They are getting crushed when they Mm -hmm. blitz this year. I mean, uh, among the worst numbers in the NFL, that was not the case last year. They were top five, and the quarterback is getting rid of the ball in just almost exactly the same amount of time. So it's like, I don't know. It's not really that the blitzes aren't getting home, like they're getting home when they got home last year. It's that when he gets rid Mm -hmm. of it, He's hitting on these, you know, they're hitting on these huge chunk plays, whereas they were not doing that last year uh, when Jim Schwartz was calling those blitzes. We can certainly blame some of the coverages he's dialed up. I think we've done that in the all-22s, and then it's just the the defensive back play has been poor.
0: And they're not even blitzing as often as they blitzed last year. They're not. They didn't blitz that often last year. Yeah,
1: it's a a little bit less. It's almost, I do feel like Jim Schwartz looks at that number and knows how many times Mm -hmm. he wants to blitz throughout the course of a game. But yeah, so... uh, I still believe in the defensive line in the pass rush. I think Brandon Graham got going a little bit last week. That will continue. I think Derek Barnett, you know, he practiced today. You would think hopefully he would uh, be back on Thursday. He'll continue to improve as the season goes on. Fletcher Cox has been a monster. They absolutely do miss having another defensive tackle in there. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. but uh, Yeah, but they signed T.Y. McGill. They signed T.Y. T.Y. McGill. playing
0: waivers. So I think they're set there.
1: You think they're set there. So, uh I don't know what they're going to do with the defensive backfield. I mean, I watched that game thinking you got to sit Jalen Mills soon and just really? like try something, you know, try something else. When he's getting, I mean, they're backed up at their own 5-yard line and you're giving up a 68-yard completion on a double move. I don't know. As a coach, that would drive me nuts. I would mm-hmm. say that's unacceptable. Now Jim Schwartz just totally got his back once again, uh took accountability, said that's I would blame me for that play call over Jalen Mills putting him on an island. But I don't know. I mean, it's uh you know, the week before the double move came on like a third and 3 and you say okay, that's fine. This one this time it did not. Yeah. You know, you have to know the situation. You give up a like a like a 8-yard pass there. It's not the end of the world. I know you want to be aggressive, but you give up that that huge play. I mean, you can't be giving up 25, 50, 60-yard plays every week and just keep trotting the guy out there and earlier that You know, it was a really it was a nice play by Thielen on that throw by Cousins on the first drive. But that was, you know, Mills was basically one on one with him, got juked, was nowhere near him, and gives up a big play. So I don't know. At some point you kind of just have to say maybe we should try something else.
0: All right. Shield. Ready to make a move. Coming
1: in hot, baby. Who would you put there? Well, that's I mean, we've discussed that. That's the issue. I don't know. Do you have Mills play the slot? That might not be a great option. Do you have Jones start and then Mills comes in and nickel and plays the outside? Maybe that's the move. It might not solve your issues. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know what to think of Rasul Douglas. Maybe he just needs to stop uh,
0: getting lucky. Stop be getting so busy during the week, and he'd be he'd be playing better on Sundays. You know, <laughs> Maybe. It fogs the mind. It <laughs> fogs the
1: legs. We're going to have to put a uh, parental... I kept that one e- e- euphemistic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about the... Uh, you know, there's been these little things we talked about. Uh, uh, what do you think the state of the locker room is right now? So, to recap, you had the Fletcher, Cox, Jalen, Mills thing on the sideline. You know, those things probably happened. JHI wanted more touches. He's obviously out for the season, but yeah. still, that was the case after the game. Michael Bennett... Uh, obviously, has been stated not happy with his playing time. Stefan Wisniewski, not happy with his benching. Am Thank I, God he's a Godman. Am I missing anything there? Are those all the little things that have sort of uh, bubbled up a little bit? I think that's about all it. All right, so you look at those as a whole. What do you what do you sense?
0: Well, you know, friend of the pod Tim McManus asked a good question of Doug Peterson yesterday. He brought brought each of those things up. Do you think there's some? Uh, some discord in the locker room and and Doug said first of all, the Fletcher Cox Jalen Mills thing he liked he thought that was a good sign of the locker room, the locker room as a whole you know Fletcher Cox is a representative of the locker room, keeping guys accountable, which I think is probably a fair I think that's right, thing to say, and you said the same thing, you know yeah. Fletcher Cox was right, he was speaking for everybody else like, yeah let's let's go, Jalen uh so I think that's fair, but listen, I mean it's hard to say. What the chicken or the egg thing is, like last year's locker room probably would have combusted if that team was bad, so they won and they were fine. Yeah. Who knows what kind of infighting there was along the way. Hmm. Uh, I think if this Eagles team keeps losing, then the locker room is going to get worse. But if they are able to turn it around on the field, then I'm sure they'll be fine.
1: You're saying big game Thursday night, it sounds like. Is this like a swing game, you think? Could this swing the season one way or the other? Or you're not there with it.
0: I'm uh, I'm not quite there with
1: it. Okay. I think it's like the next 3. I think this is uh
0: yeah, you know. But then you're also halfway through the season, so I mean.
1: You got to be four and four probably at the buy, right? Maybe you don't. The division's no, so I don't bad. Think so. You don't think so. I don't think you do. 3 and because 5 because they've got all the division games after the buy anyway. Yeah, 3 and 5, you could finish on a 6 and 2 run. And you're still nine and seven and yeah, probably win the division. The division. All right,
0: because bad. especially at six and two would be mostly within the division. Three and
1: five would be something though at the halfway point, I will say that.
0: They might be lucky to get to three and
1: five. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay.
0: I don't know. I don't know. This this might just be a bad team.
1: That's sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you make of it? the locker room mm. I have the uh, what? Are the uh, this probably doesn't fit for 2018 but the antennae up your antennas are up yeah yeah. keep an eye on get it get those bunny ears out it's not uh, it's not great I would say when you put all those things together I think that's probably right when you have an O-lineman you know really suggesting that maybe the, the front office yeah, is
0: the Wisniewski one
1: that was a puzzling one
0: but I believe that he has a bit of a history of that yeah of being outspoken in his own defense,
1: it's true. Uh, Bennett getting into it with coaches, God, that's just, certainly you know, Imagine if he was a Buddhist, mm. how badly things would be going. The ugly, yeah. So uh, I don't think the Cox Mills thing is a, is a big deal. I mean, I do. It is a deal, a big deal in terms of like, I do think Cox is like, I'm sick of this. Like, what yeah. are you doing? I don't think it was just that one play. I don't think it's just him jawing after that play. I'm sure you're right. I think this guy's getting smoked while I'm playing my butt off, right. and he's doing this, and now I have to go talk to him. And I'm sure other, yeah, other players are like, thank you, Fletcher. So I think that was good. So, you know, it hasn't been, I guess, just one side of the ball. So that generally is a good thing, right? Like the offense can't say, "Man, we're tearing it up and the defense right. is screwing up." And the defense can't say, "We're tearing it up and the offense can't get anything going." Like they've sort of mixed and matched this, so that can in a weird way be a good thing where keep everyone together cuz no one can uh can really talk so. We'll see. We'll see how it goes.
0: All right. Any other thoughts on the other press conferences? Mike Gro, Jim Schwartz. I didn't get to hear much of Jim Schwartz. I went straight to the locker room. What what did uh The Jim Shorts man. Uh, He
1: took accountability, like I said, for that uh, play, that 68-yarder. He said he's trying to get a sack fumble or safety or, you know, he likes being aggressive in that spot. He said Mills was in a tough spot. This was interesting. He said
0: Devontae Maddox made
1: a good play. He he really praised Devontae Maddox on that play, which I was sort of watching it kind of like, what is he? is he doing a good job here right. or not? Like, I couldn't tell. Yeah. He slowed him down, and they did have to settle for a field goal. Right. So I guess if your job there is, don't let this guy get in the end Once zone. Once he's already passed. Yeah, goals. I yeah. mean, it wasn't like he, like, attacked, right and you know? brought him down viciously right. with this great play. But that was interesting. I thought that Schwartz Must brought that. Must be the, the coaching point, yeah. Uh, that he did a good job there. That was interesting. I'm trying to... Th- he said they need, you know, he was asked about not having kind of defensive tackle production next to Fletcher Cox. And he was like, oh, I think as a defensive line, we need more. But then he was like, as a defense, we need more. As a team, uh, we need more. You know, so I don't – it didn't feel to me like a two- like, three-team right now. Yeah, it didn't feel to me like that was a call-out of the defensive line. And I think those were okay. some of the big ones, yeah.
0: Carson Wentz did a good job uh, when asked about Jason Peters' comments, Just said, I think that's fair, whether it is or not. Not yeah. Really smart.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Jason Peters. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, I thought you did a good job of giving that quote context in your right. story. I don't know that it was, uh, you know, as inflammatory as maybe if you just read one part of it. Right, right. I mean, I think Peter, I don't think there's like any issue there. I think Peter's actually like uh... Jason Peters has played
0: like, with enough bad, bad quarterbacks, quarterbacks exactly, in his life yes. that I think. That's that he's right. Just That's what funny. I mean. Yeah. I yeah. think he's happy
1: to yeah. have Carson Wentz back there. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. Well, then let's get to sort of the big topic at hand. Mm. Jay Ajayi goes down. Oh, I the thought tor- the big
1: topic was going to be the class action lawsuit against LaCroix. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, they're putting in uh, a like the... cockroach... Uh... What? What's the word? Not insecticides. I Pesticide? Something. Something bad. They're really? putting in their drinks. Be careful. I don't like that one bit. Well, I, you know, I told my wife uh, often I, I would always be. Like, That's what makes it expensive. Like you're drinking another one of those. Be like it's bubble water. Shut the up. <laughs> well, there might be a little something else in there. Oh so, man,
0: you know. I'm upset about this. I gotta, I gotta look into this. I think where's where's kill a cow with the information. I on think this?
1: she did a little googling, and you know, she does. She's kind of staying loyal she was still uh okay. crushing a green lacroix as she looked this up okay so she's not scared but uh be careful out there
0: oh man yeah. do my research here okay that is the news of the day yeah yeah maybe i'll have to go go <laughs> to polar all the time stick with my soda stream um okay jay yeah First of all, bad news. You know, feel bad for him. That's
1: tough for him. Yes.
0: Playing for your broken back, looking for his first free agent contract, and he tears his ACL. That's that's tough. Doesn't even get to go to London.
1: I mean, a broken back and a torn ACL. Yeah. Like Mike and he looked perfectly fine after the game.
0: Yeah, that's what's wild, right? It's like, weird. He was he, there was no indication that he was hurt. Yeah. So, um, so. The Eagles are in good shape at running back, it seems like. They've got Wendell Smallwood, who's killing it. And I think he was second in uh, DVOA among running backs uh, last week, even though he dropped that third down pass. Uh, so, you know, Wendell's probably, you're looking at like a top ten running back in the league, I'd say. You've got Corey Clement in his second season looking, looking good. He's got that quad injury. He practiced fully today. Seems like he's going to play on Thursday. Josh Adams. Stud, pick you up a third in inches anytime you need it. And uh, Darren Sproles, who hasn't played a snap since week one. Seems like they're in good shape, right?
1: Well, just last thing on a he's obviously a free agent, yeah, at the end of the season, so I don't Do you know. feel bad at all?
0: Yeah, Is there a part of you that feels curse For the Kapadia curse, I mean. Oh, no. No.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I just feel bad for. Uh... For
0: Ajayi. Okay, that doesn't count. Yeah, no. You don't feel responsible? No, I don't feel responsible. Do you re- feel responsible for the offensive line?
1: A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Well, people are not going to be happy with the next <laughs> the next story that you write. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jay this offseason. I mean, he's going to have to take probably a bad one-year deal somewhere. Maybe it's, maybe it's like yeah, the maybe Rodney it's McLeod one, and it yeah. makes it more likely that he... Uh, Comes back. Okay, so you mentioned the guys. that You know, I got to say, when I was re-watching the Vikings-Eagles playoff game in preparation of that game, I'm watching Corey Clement being like, how is this guy, like, how have they not expanded this guy's role? Yeah. Just when you watch some of these passes to the other backs and the flat and all, you got to make a guy miss or run over a guy, like, he was just trucking through guys the entire postseason when the stakes are at their highest. He is,
0: like, far and away the most talented healthy running back on the roster. Well, is is... he
1: healthy? Yeah, I mean, he's got to get healthy. I
0: mean, if he he is healthy, he should be getting 20 touches.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would actually right now, if I were the Eagles, I would be even more cautious with that injury, like hold him out Thursday night if I need to, get the extra bye, and then be like, get right, Spodell. Here's the ball, big fella. Here's the ball, big fella. Now, granted, there's no indication they're going to do this. No, I think he's going to (laughs) play on Thursday. (laughs) But... I want to say, yeah, hopefully he gets healthy because I do think he can be, I mean, for him to show what he did as a rookie undrafted free agent, first time in the offense, to have be having that kind of impact by the end of the year, uh, I don't see how you can sweep that under, under the rug. And I feel like now you're just, uh, your roster is sort of decimated at that position and you have no other choice and it's time to get him out there. Small would we joke, he's played better than... I think either of us would have expected. I don't certainly trust him. That may be a me problem more than a they problem. No, I don't but, trust him either. Uh, you know, whether it's pass protection as a receiver in a big spot, I don't know. It makes me nervous. Uh, you know, a, a big fumble and a, you're trying to kill a, kill the mm-hmm. clock on in the fourth quarter. All those things still make me nervous. Maybe he'll he'll prove himself, and this will be a nice story by the end of the year. But uh, I view him as a complimentary option. And you know the same has to be said for Josh Adams. I mean, I, I don't think you. I can, don't
0: even know if you can say that much. Maybe for not. Josh
1: Adams. Maybe not. But um, you know, those are two guys who will see their roles expanded. But I wouldn't want to see them expanded too much. And Darren Sproles. I mean, it's like if you get anything out of him, it's a benefit at this point. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be five games. Not not, not even practicing.
1: And what are the odds that he comes back and stays healthy? Right. So. You are in a tough spot, which brings us to the news of the day that's tied to it, which is that they restructure Fletcher Cox's contract, Yep, uh, open up some cap space.
0: Not for the purpose of trading for Le'Veon Bell.
1: Yeah, that was interesting.
0: What did you make of that? So they report uh, Adam Schefter, an Eagles source, close to the situation? Well, I
1: don't think a uh, source familiar with the oh, Eagles thinking. Oh, didn't say Eagle? Okay. No, yeah, I don't think it's said Eagles source. What do I make of that? Um, it's,
0: it was a little bit different than a normal report.
1: Of I agree. Source. I agree. I mean, they, they both have good track records. Uh, and so if, you know, I think they would be sort of aware if they were, I don't know how to say it. I mean,
0: it's 100% misleading to think Cox's restructuring was done with Le'Veon Bell in mind said one league source with knowledge of the Eagles' thinking. So, yeah.
1: Right. I guess it could potentially be a Steeler source.
0: I mean, it could also just be an Eagle source.
1: Could be an Eagle source, yeah.
0: Um, I think that's probably most likely.
1: Well, what are the different reads on this? Why do you
0: think the... Presuming that it's coming from the Eagles, why do you think they want that out there?
1: Because they're negotiating for Le'Veon Bell, and they want to say, we got other... uh... I got this one wrong before. Iron's in the fire, right? Oh, I got it right this time. Okay. So that would be one reason, right? Sure. You want to let teams know that, uh, you know, if you
0: were thinking about calling us, but you didn't think we had cap space, well, here's our cap space. Give us a call.
1: Right. Or if you thought we were just uh, in on Le'Veon Bell, yeah. If you have other running backs who you think we might enjoy, go ahead and give us a call. Could it be to sort of temper public don't let's not get mm-hmm. the whole fan's uh, expectations up there. We're getting on Bell. Right. Maybe they're not get maybe this has nothing to do with on Bell. It could be certainly be uh, for different reasons. So it could be that like, Hey, let's, let's calm that down a little bit. Cause right. everyone's going to think, Hey, we're going out and getting on Bell right away. And we're getting someone who's certainly not in his class. And we don't want everyone to crush us when that happens. That could be it. I mean, you make this move for one of two reasons, you know, one is just, hey, let's let's have that flexibility in case something comes along. And two is, let's have that flexibility because we're about to make a move. I think this one's more the latter. Mm. I think they're doing something. Okay. I, I don't think we're going to get to the end of the season and they're going to say, oh, you know, or or pass the trade deadline. And it's like, oh, well, we just wanted that flexibility and didn't do anything with it. It feels to me like this is a team who wants to get back to the Super Bowl has not liked what it's seen so far wants to add some more juice sees the injuries and says we're we're aggressive top down that's our you know we're all writing books about how aggressive we are and giving yep. interviews at conferences about how aggressive we are now's the time to kind of be aggressive and okay. and go forward in the division's path i'm sure they see that as an opportunity you know maybe if you're 3 games back and it looks like there's a juggernaut in your division maybe you're less so but you know in many ways it is about getting in maybe you get a bye maybe you don't you get a uh, home field in the first round those things are all still within their grasp and you say let let's uh let's go for a run everybody loves us anyway we just won the super bowl last year <laughs> what do we have to lose
0: so would you trade mm. a second round pick
1: see i don't have great opinions on some of these guys but go ahead
0: let's well let's start let's start okay. with setting what a fair Market okay. for Le'Veon Bellis. Okay. So the Eagles have two second-round picks next year, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, two second-round picks next year. Would you trade their second-round pick? Or I guess, who's, who do they trade it
1: with? I forget what the other one is. Baltimore. It's the Goddard. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right, trading out of the so first round.
0: You, so who knows who's going to finish right. So would you trade a second-round pick and... Stefan Wisniewski for Le'Veon Bell.
1: Hmm, I probably would do that deal. You would? I could be convinced either way. You could tell me. I mean, I don't know Le'Veon. It's very tough to gauge Le'Veon Bell's mindset. Yeah. Is he coming in and saying, I let's go? I think there's go? a report
0: that said he doesn't want to be traded. but
1: He doesn't want to be traded. I mean, is he going to want to come in and play and carry the ball, or is he going to say... I'm not touching it more than right. six times a game. Uh, those things are all tough with these midseason additions. I think it is a fair concern. So I don't. I honestly have no idea how you go about doing that homework. That might be a good question for uh, Joe Banner in our next Q&A. But uh, you know, if you felt good about that part of it, that this guy's going to have his head on straight and come in and try to help us win, and there's going to be no issues, and he doesn't care if we want to give it to him 22 times. I think I would probably uh, roll the dice a little bit and go for it.
0: I just I I can't get there.
1: A second round pick. I don't feel great
0: about it for a running back.
1: But you're getting the three back, right?
0: Presumably, but maybe. that is a
1: year later. It's a year that later. That is a year and, later,
0: and it's a maybe. You know, <laughs> he's a running back. He could go out and tear his ACL, and then and then well, you're anyone any, could do you that. You can't be that. But I know that that anybody could do that. But that's also you can't count on the compensatory pick. It's not it, you can trade for any position. And the guy could, you know, yeah. die.
1: But oh, that got dark quickly.
0: But, but you're also not counting on, on the comp pick coming okay. back. Okay, it's a running back. This team might just stink. Like, <laughs> wow. I mean, they it's might. True. It's you, true. You, Although I don't you have like three th- picks in in the first two rounds next year. Right before the right before the Wentz extension. This is like a big opportunity for them moving forward. That's true. I don't think anything we know about Howie. Tells us that he'd give up that much capital for a half season of a running back. The guy, and who knows? You know, they don't even know what in, like what, what what health this guy's in. Is he is he even ready to to carry the load? Um, and this other this other notion that you know the one thing the Eagles' offense is missing that it had last year is uh, you know production out of the running backs in the passing game. That's not that's not true. They have more production out of the running backs in the passing game this year than they did last
1: year. Well, I think that depends on how you look at it. I saw your note on that, and you were saying they have a bigger chunk.
0: Okay, yeah. So maybe it's not quite as many yards, but
1: well it's just like no one cares when they split Wendell Smallwood out wide. Le'Veon Bell's averaging eight point five yards per reception for his career. That's like uh you know, LeShawn McCoy, Brian Westbrook, Brooke in their prime type category. He's got three hundred and twelve catches for 2,660 yards. So I do think that... I actually think...
0: He's actually... His receiving numbers are not as good as you think they are.
1: I'm looking at him right now. I just told you but what they you were. if you at
0: them in the context of the rest of the league, he's not, like, he's not like the best receiver of all the running backs.
1: I would imagine he would be in the top five in, by most production metrics in the last two years. 2016, 70... 70- he's not like amazing. That's... What, <laughs> let me find All right, it. that's fine i mean that i know that's very good because i remember i back in the day i did a comparison piece of LaShawn mccoy and brian westbrook and for a receiver to average eight yards per reception is very difficult and he's done that for his career i mean very efficient too caught 80 percent of his targets in each of the last two years and averaged around eight yards that's what
0: that is what is uh, is the most impressive is his catch rate
1: yeah, and and the yards per reception is good too, and the volume. Uh,
0: the yards per reception is not that great. Of the of the, I don't know well they, this is funny. They count Cole Beasley as a as a running back
1: and Jamison Crowder. Come on, okay. this is
0: so, I know. Let me so let me <laughs> let me fix it. I, can, I don't know why they're doing that.
1: All right, my overall point. You may be right. Maybe he's not as good.
0: So so he, yeah, the last three years his it's seven point six yards per reception for him. Okay. Okay. So he's got the third most receptions of running backs. That's a lot. But well, hold Johnson, on. Why are we Dio doing Riddick. the last
1: three or 2015? He only played six games. Okay. We're going to do just 2016. Okay. We're just last year. You can either do just 2017 right. or...
0: 2016, 2017.
1: Right. 16, he missed four games, but I guess we can... Oh, catch, well, yeah, well, let's in.
0: trade for the guy who's missed so many well, games then. All right, well, you can... <laughs> okay, he's got the most receptions. Okay. But yards per reception, he's behind Duke Johnson, James White, Colby C. Uh, Todd Gurley, Theo... Why don't you Nava. just
1: sort it? Then you can look at where he is.
0: Okay, well, he's way down, but that's because there's some guys who are misjudged uh, oh, in here.
1: Okay. Well, that okay. is an above-average number. I will say that. I feel confident saying that. 8.5 for his career is certainly uh, above-average. So,
0: Alex Collins, C.J. Anderson, Jalen Richard, Jordan Howard, Christian McCaffrey, Matt
1: Aziata, Samaje P. Ryan. Those guys yeah. had enough catches to qualify? I mean, where they have three catches for 30 yards in (laughs) there. We can do it. Maybe we should. We we do need to do something on the trade targets before it's too late. I feel like they're going to do something. My point is that he makes you much, much harder to defend, in my opinion, if you are getting the guy who's been on the field previously. I don't think it's a home run. I hear your points. I wouldn't be crazy about it, it carries risk. Uh, I would probably be like, ah, "Who cares? We won the Super Bowl last year. Let's go ahead and, and do it." I, I know why is it Cole Beasley too a <laughs> running back? Um, so I think he's an an interesting name.
0: Oh well, he's certainly an interesting name.
1: Do you think they're may? I uh, just wouldn't do it. They're just... making calls about it, right? I'm sure that they're having meetings about it. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, uh,
0: they're they're doing back channel negotiations to see if he's interested. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's run down some of the other trade targets. Okay, only we're only looking at running backs and wide receivers here, because as you said, I think you know we think they need some juice on offense. So let's is is uh, a second round pick and Wiz the right uh, the right line to set? A second and a sixth, like a second and a fifth?
1: Well, Wiz is interesting. You, you think they're they're dealing Wiznouski? Where you just sort of feel like he would be part of a you've package. You've
0: got you've got a guy who's unhappy.
1: Boy, he looked unhappy at the ten minutes and of practice been, we were able to watch. And they've
0: been carrying chance warmax cap number for yeah. this whole season.
1: I've never seen someone go through stretches with that kind of. Uh, <laughs> he does look with like, that scowl. Yeah, he yeah. does look uh, like he's ready to rip someone's head off. Uh, I think you have. I, I think you're right, though. I mean, if you so let's look at the players on the roster who could be included in a potential okay. trade. I think you're right that Wisniewski is probably at the top of the list.
0: What about Nelson Aguilar?
1: Wow. I don't think they would do that.
0: You don't think they would? No. Not, not in a belt trade. Not a second in Aguilar. I mean, yeah. just, Do you think that he could be part of a trade?
1: I understand the reasoning for why a team would do that. I don't think they would do that.
0: Okay. What about if it was for a receiver, say, an Amari Cooper? Mm,
1: it gets a little bit more interesting. Okay. I think their preference would be to... Hang on to Nelson Aguilar. Okay.
0: Uh, any defensive lineman? Brandon Graham's contract is up.
1: No, I don't think They can don't do have that. enough.
0: They don't have enough behind him. No. To, to do something like that. Uh, and then Ronald Darby or Jalen
1: Mills. Well, who's trading? I mean, no one, I think, is trading for Jalen Mills at this point. Probably. Uh, Dar- and Darby, they're getting a rental. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. Well,
0: who has more value, Wisniewski or Darby?
1: a good question. I mean, it feels harder for a cornerback to come in yeah. in the middle of a season and just plug into your defense. That's probably right. As a rental. Uh over and when what's Wisniewski? Is Wisniewski a free agent at the end of the year? I don't know if he is. I'd have to look that up. Let's see. I got that. You got that? Uh but, you know, there is a need for offensive linemen around the NFL. This is a guy who played in a you know, was a starter in the Super Bowl, and he signed through 2019 at a very okay. at a reasonable number. So yeah, I think if you, I think he does have some trade value. He'll be 30 in 2019, uh, cap number of 3.7 million next year. If you feel like he's a starting caliber guard, and you're having trouble filling that spot, that's pretty interesting.
0: Okay, so a second and whiz. That's that's what we're going to set the line at for, okay. for Bell. Woodpecker, you rather trade that for Le'Veon Bell? or trade a sixth-round pick for LaShawn McCoy? A
1: sixth-round pick for LaShawn McCoy, I think. LaShawn McCoy's... I was looking these up before we got in here. I mean, his numbers are terrible this year. Mm -hmm. They've been declining. He's 30 years old, and I mean, I don't know what's going on with the guy off the field.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... I think we have to start with the the off the field stuff like certainly we don't know anything. Yeah. The Eagles are probably in better position to find that stuff out than anybody they are not probably they are in better position. Uh you know, they've got they've got Dom, I'm sure sniffing around that stuff. They probably know the truth. I I would I would hope that if they trade for him then they're then they are Confident enough to give him clearance there?
1: Yeah. 30 years old, 45 carries for 170 yards this year, 3.8 yards per carry. Uh, He is signed through 2019. So this is different than Bell in that you would have him on your roster for next year. I mean, again, he would be 31 Mm -hmm. at that point. So you kind of have to look at the film and say, is there offensive line and scheme Garbanzo Beans and he can still Mm play? Um, Or... Is he cooked? I don't know. It feels weird to kind of go for a thirty and thirty-one year old running back. Yeah. But
0: And that's why I mean it probably wouldn't take very much, I think we agree, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. I think fifth? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what the You would
0: rather give the fifth than the Bell package.
1: I don't know. I'm rethinking it. If I'm just if I just want to get somebody to give me a shot to win it this year, I mean it's clearly Bell. But uh, hanging on to that two for the long term is probably the wiser move. Okay. What about yourself?
0: I mean, I don't want him because of the off-field stuff. Yeah. But on the field, I'd probably rather give up that package. Okay. Would Pecky rather give up a second and whiz for Le'Veon Bell or let's say a second and whiz for Amari Cooper?
1: Hmm. Uh, I would much rather Omari Cooper. Me too. Twenty-four years old is is somewhat expensive for next year. I think he got right. his fifth year option, uh, but signed through next year. And you know maybe that's one where you can say let's uh, redo this deal, and we got a nice nice young receiver for the next four years to pair with uh, this group.
0: I would much rather do that.
1: I think, yeah, I think that would... Be... Now, has, I've seen his name. Has he been, like, floated around in trade rumors? Why is his name... Or is it just sort of... I think
0: it's a bad team, and okay. they're not utilizing him that much. Okay. Um, I mean, his numbers are not great. They're not The great. last two years. Yeah. But he's certainly better than Kamar Haken. Yeah, sure. So... Yeah, I would much rather do that. And uh, I think the the key thing is he's only 24 years old. I mean, that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I mean,
1: the the bottom line is you're really going to need you're going to need to add a receiver again this offseason, right. whether that's draft, free agency, trade, whatever, so you solve that problem here. It gives you some flexibility if you find another slot receiver that you like. Maybe you don't have to lock up Nelson Aguilar to a big contract if you don't want to do that. Uh, but I think that would be a uh yeah, I think I think that would be like kind of their ideal thing is if they can get a player, whether it's a back or a wide receiver, who can contribute to this team beyond this year. Yes. You know, maybe even beyond next year. Who's not old? Who still has peak years ahead of him? Then that's the situation where you say, "All right, let's go ahead and yeah, get some on compensation." That. Yes. Yeah,
0: I'm in on that. Uh, the Le'Veon Bell package, would You rather that or a conditional seventh? And Joshua Perkins for Devontae Parker. Oh
1: God. Uh, well, Devontae Parker of the Dolphins. Has he is persona non grata. Played in one game this year. Yeah, Two catches for 40 yards. Has had injuries. They did pick up his fifth-year option for next season, so you do get him through 2019. I wish I had a stronger opinion on Devontae. Mm-hmm. Do you have an opinion on Devante? He's Parker? He's not good, is my opinion. He's like but a, he's he's like a size-speed size type yeah. guy, right? Yeah. But a conditional seventh in Perkins, that's pretty tasty. Mm. I, can, I, just, I can just do both of those, right? I don't have to choose either or.
0: No, that's woodpecker you'd rather.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, the Parker thing is sort of like a non-trade, like that might have zero impact on your yeah. team. Well, I'd rather do that. But he is making some money next year though. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, but you could cut him.
1: That's true. Uh, I don't know. I would rather probably do the Le'Veon Bell.
0: Okay, I'd rather do Parker. Okay. Woodpecker you rather
1: the Le'Veon Bell trade
0: or let's say a conditional sixth for LeGarrett Blunt?
1: LeGarrett Blunt does nothing for me. Mm. I know people love him and rightfully so. Uh, one of you know the beloved characters of your probably if you are listening your all time favorite team. So I, I totally get that. Two and a half yards per carry this season. The second half of last year, there were times where they felt like they didn't want to give play this guy much, and then he comes through to his credit with a great performance in the Super Bowl. I don't think you know. On one hand, you know how he fits in with the locker room; people like him. He knows the scheme. He knows the coaching staff. Those are all pluses, but. The bottom line is you have to like line up on Sunday, and is this guy going to help you?
0: Well, do you buy the 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 absence of a giant means that they need more of a they need to no. f- find some kind of road grading guy inside no. between the tackles, man? No, you don't buy that.
1: I don't buy that. Okay,
0: you think Clement can handle it, yeah. or you just don't don't think it's even that they need anybody to do it?
1: I mean, I don't know. Smallwood runs. I'm, Smallwood's not great, but he runs those runs. I think Clement.
0: His name's not Bigwood for a reason.
1: <laughs> Bigwood. Uh yeah, the what is it about Clement that suggests he can't run inside? <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a monster. Well he the can't quad find, injury, I guess. He can't find t shirts that fit his uh yeah, that's true. Which with sleeves that fit.
0: I mean as a person who covers the team I'd rather they do Bell. I think I would still rather do the LeGarrette Blunt trade. I just I'm not in on the Bell deal. Okay.
1: Well that's fine.
0: Uh Woodpecker you rather the on Bell trade or let's say uh Stefan Wisniewski... And a sixth for Tevin Coleman.
1: Hmm. Uh, I think Wisniewski and a sixth for Tevin Coleman.
0: Someone, one of the commenters, brought this up in the Ajayi story on the Athletic Philly. I like the the Tevin Coleman idea. Okay, agent after the season. Okay, they just drafted Edo Smith, so they've got a, uh, a backup to Devontae Freeman already in house, and they're. One in four, so you know one or two more losses, they may be packing things up, get something for Tevin Coleman. I, we
1: both kind of like Tevin Coleman. I'm trying to look up his uh, his numbers right now, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't get the sense that they're yeah. Well, you're right, one or two. Losses I don't think they're ready may to pack it up just yet. Right, yeah, that would. I mean, that would be what a smart organization would do if they go right. one in six. Tevin Coleman last year, six hundred and twenty-eight uh, rushing yards, four point oh three yards per carry. This year. yards per carry. I'm not on his receiver page, but I can uh, get to that. Uh, Yeah, so I would rather do the Tevin Coleman deal.
0: How about the Le'Veon Bell trade or a fifth-round pick for Randall Cobb?
1: Tevin Coleman, by the way, just real quick here, 25 years old. uh, Did have some nice 58 receptions over the previous Two years did have a very hot. He has a very high yards per reception, eleven point six. So maybe I yeah, he's a good here. receiver. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, so he can help you there. Career four point two yards per carry. So yeah, that, that's an interesting one. It's a good one. Uh, Randall Cobb. What are you going to do with Randall Cobb? <laughs> he plays the slot. <laughs> I mean, I don't. You know, we yeah. you have Nelson Aguilar. What are they just going to build a team of slot receivers? Jordan Matthews, Nelson Make Aguilar, a whole plan and Randall Cobb. No, I don't want. I don't want Randall Cobb.
0: Okay. So does that mean you also don't want Golden Tate? Probably. Okay. Well, then we'll move on.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. He's he's primarily in the slot, too, right? Yeah. All his yards. These are all the guys who are up there whenever the NFL Edge Matchup right. show tweets out slot yards. Although, not not Nelson Aguilar this year, but last year.
0: Stefan Wisniewski and a second for <laughs> Le'Veon Bell or... Let's say Stefan Wisniewski and a fifth for Marshawn Lynch. Mm. It's It's hard to imagine that he would want to go anywhere else, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, he went to Oakland because he wanted to be in Oakland. Right. As he was injured, you know, when people ask me my experiences with Marshawn Lynch, I was like, well, he was injured like the whole first year I was there, and he just rehabbed in Oakland. Like this was a thing. He did not come to the team facility. <laughs> he rehabbed in Oakland, so I think Oakland is where he want to be. Yeah. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know if he would say, "All right, it's only half a year." They're playing well. He's boys with Michael Bennett. I can tell you that much. Okay. Um, I don't know. He's he's old, but he's playing. he's, he's been like he looks like he's like twenty six, right? Yeah, he's fine. seems to be playing really well. Mm. I would probably still. You know what? He's someone who gives you very little in the passing game. Correct. So I think I would probably still rather do the Le'Veon Bell.
0: Can I take Lynch?
1: You want Beast Mode? That what, would be interesting. Beast Mode in Philly would be fun.
0: I'm going to give you a I'm going to give you a twosome here. Okay. Woodpecker, you rather trade uh, second and Wiz for Le'Veon Bell, or let's say uh, let's say a fourth round pick for Terrell Pryor and Bilal Powell.
1: <laughs> wow. Digging deep Yeah Well Terrell Pryor It seems like Has to be in the right Scheme right Like I mean He he just Was a non-factor For Washington last year And he's I think Been a non-factor this year So that would make me Quite nervous Okay You know I've always liked Bilal Powell a little bit It's a hard name to say Bilal Bilal Powell That's too many L's No you know what He's not the one I like I'm thinking of Chris Ivory Okay I don't know. Can you tell me something about Bilal Powell or no? He's he's
0: versatile. He can catch the ball.
1: Okay. That's it. And what am I giving up?
0: A fourth for him and Pryor.
1: Uh, no, I would rather do the Bell deal.
0: Okay. I think I'd probably would rather do the Bell deal too. Okay. Uh, how about a conditional seventh for Devontae Booker?
1: Denver? Yeah. I mean, sure. I would not rather do that than uh, the Bell deal though. How about these these trades aren't getting me anything. How about they're in addition to trades. How about a
0: fourth round pick and Chance Wormack for Demarius
1: Thomas. I got to say it would be amazing if they cleared cap room to trade for Bilal Powell. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be outstanding. <laughs> All right, uh, what
0: is it? Uh, A what? A fourth and chance Wormack for Demarius Thomas.
1: A fourth and chance Wormack. Demarius
0: Thomas is older than you think.
1: Uh, I think he's pretty old. He's over 30, right?
0: Yeah, I think he's 31. Okay. Or 32.
1: Let's see. What is Demarius? Oh, not doing much this year. 25 catches for 273 yards. Numbers steadily declining over the last three years. Obviously, quarterback play. Has something to do with that. I don't know what his uh, contract situation is. I feel like he got extended like recently.
0: Yeah, he's got two years left on a deal, I think.
1: Oh, mm. had some big boy numbers. 17.5 mm. mil on the cap <laughs> for next year. Oh. Uh, no, I'll do the Le'Veon Bell. Okay. I don't want that.
0: <laughs> with all due respect. How about a sixth-round pick for J.J. Nelson?
1: That's your boy.
0: Yeah, I like J.J. Nelson for them.
1: What's he up to? He's fast. That's all they okay. need. They really do, actually. I they mean, need some speed, They man. just need someone to line up on the right and run as fast as you can downfield.
0: Well, they need two things.
1: Line up Correct. correctly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they need somebody
0: <laughs> that's true. to not commit an illegal formation and then just run fast down <laughs> that's the field. True.
1: Gibson can give them the <laughs> second part. The first part, we will see. How you know about... what made that even more baffling is that... <laughs> Peterson was asked about him. He's like, he's in on a handful of plays every week. He's got a couple of plays. Like, he's only got to no, know a handful of plays. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? Did you watch the Saints game? I did. I was watching more of the Red
0: Sox-Yankees game.
1: Okay. Uh, well, they asked Drew Brees, like, the name of the call where he broke the record. Mm-hmm. And I was... I know some teams have the very wordy play calls and others don't. But I was like, my gosh, all right. I'm never going to make fun of these guys that again. That was a long one. Seemed like impossible. Like, how could you even memorize ten of these? Well, but
0: each thing means a different thing. Right. right.
1: Yeah, they don't all have to know the whole thing. Right. But, uh, well, I guess so for the qu- the quarterbacks, I don't know. It seemed like yeah. I was stunned. Drew Brees, likeable, likeable, most likable quarterback of this generation?
0: I like Aaron Rodgers more. Okay. That's, I think that's obvious. People like it because of the way I talk about it, not that it's an obvious decision. Okay. Uh, but he's very likable. Very likable. But, I mean, outrageous to say an even better
1: guy. No, he couldn't be. It's impossible. He's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's been among like the top three quarterbacks for, it feels like, 20 years. I don't know how Where long do has ra- been.
0: Where do you rank the uh, four quarterbacks of this generation, of that generation?
1: What is it, Manning, Brady, Rogers, Brees. Yeah. Hmm. Brady number 1. Well, how am I ranking them on career accomplishments? No, on... I don't want to
0: see career accomplishments. Okay. Yeah. How about how about in their prime, you got to win one game.
1: Hmm. All right. Uh I would probably go Rodgers at the peak of his power. Me too. Hmm, that's uh, I would go Brady too, I think. Brady, at the peak of his powers was throwing was throwing 50 touchdowns, by the yeah, way.
0: Yeah, I would, I would probably go Brady, too.
1: Uh, the last two are kind of tough. My, my heart is kind of telling me, go with Breeze. It doesn't seem fair.
0: Go with your heart, man. All
1: right, Breeze Manning. All right. I think that's fine. I like Breeze. He gives you a little edge, you know? The little guy.
0: Sure. Uh, that, Busted shoulder, not yeah. signing. Yeah,
1: chip yeah. on the shoulder guy. I like that. that face Over thing. the guy with the pedigree.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. How about if you had to rank Cooper Manning?
1: Uh, th- third.
0: Okay. Uh, Peckness migrate. True breeze
1: against this defense. My gosh, that's going to be something later this Peck, season. Peckness
0: migrate. Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Cooper Manning.
1: I don't know how to answer this.
0: Would Peck or you rather give up the Le'Veon Bell package or give up? Let's say a fourth round pick for Alfred Morris and Pierre (laughs) Garcon. Oh
1: my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Alfred Morris, huh? So much for getting speed. Yeah. And I forget, Alfred Morris gives nothing in the passing game, correct? Correct. We can't criticize Pierre Garcon. Coach Flynn will get mad at us. That's true. But I think I would still rather do the Le'Veon Bell deal. Yeah,
0: me too. How about a second-round pick for T.Y. Hilton?
1: I've always liked T.Y. Hilton. Mm-hmm. Give you some downfield. Down uh, do you know his contract status? I don't.
0: He's older than I thought also.
1: Oh, he is? He feels like he's young. Yeah. So they would have T.Y. Hilton and T.Y. McGill. The Wolfs then would write itself mm-hmm. that week. Uh, he is signed through 2020. So okay, you get him. I mean, he's he is being paid relatively uh, handsomely. It looks How old like. is he? He's twenty eight.
0: Yeah.
1: Five foot nine, a little burner.
0: Yeah, done. I'd rather do that also.
1: Yeah, I'm in on that deal. It'd be a fun one. You think Frank Reich would help you out? Now, why would the Colts do that?
0: Second round pick. I don't know.
1: All right. I mean, he signed for three years.
0: Give him Wiz too.
1: <laughs> Got to throw to
0: somebody. All right. A second Wiz. And Shelton Gibson.
1: <laughs> Frank Reich's like, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no deal. No deal. <laughs> Howie try- no. Chris Ballard's like, I got good news. <laughs> Frank Reich's like, no.
1: Howie just tries to sneak it on like the bottom line of the <laughs> transaction. <laughs> Reich doesn't even know. Gibson just shows up to practice. <laughs> This is mean. We we wish the best for you, Shelton Gibson. We're just having fun. Uh,
0: how about a third-round pick to the Tampa Bay Bucks for Ronald right, Jones? resigns. <laughs> Josh McDonald <laughs> takes over.
1: <laughs> All right, what, a third-round pick for Ronald Jones? Yeah. Has he played for
0: them? No, well, I think he's been active once. Oh. They dropped him in the second round, and, he, and they won't let him even get on the field.
1: Well, I guess that... Uh, um, that's kind of a tough one. You get him on a, nice, on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. He's young. I kind of liked him out of the draft. He seemed like he had some juice. I would do that one. Although he had what? As the, as, uh, the Bucs coaches pointed out. He can't catch the ball. He had 17, There's a reason why he had 17 <laughs> yeah. catches in his college career. Mm, nah, let's swing for the fences. I think
0: I would do that one. Okay. That is a swing for the fence, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How about a... Sixth round pick for Lamar Miller.
1: I mean, yawn.
0: How about a seventh round pick for Chris Ivory, your boy?
1: Ah, done.
0: Done? How about Stefan Wisniewski straight up for C.J. Proceis? process process
1: Well, process can't stay healthy is the big issue.
0: Oh, so he fits well.
1: He does give you a little little versatility. Juice was a receiver at Notre Dame. I always kind of liked Procise, but he could never stay on the field. Is he healthy now? He's not playing for them, right? Don't I know. don't know the answer to well, that. Well, I don't know. You're bringing up names. Um, He's the one you
0: told me to put on
1: here. Oh, yeah, because John Clayton <laughs> mentioned it, I think, in a, in a WIP interview, I believe. Mm, no, I probably wouldn't do that deal.
0: I would do it. Straight up whiz, I would do it.
1: I don't know, though. Doesn't whiz have value? Like, what if somebody gets injured? Yeah, but he's he's poisoning the locker room with his... With <laughs> All his. Right, I think that's a step <laughs> too far. I don't think he's poisoning the locker room.
0: I mean, he's discontented. He is. I would probably do that. Okay. All right, how about... This is the last one. How about... See, so the other one that John Clayton mentioned was Jordan Howard, and I'm not. Why would I don't know why Chicago would do that, but let's call it a third, and Trayvon Hester <laughs> <laughs> for Jordan uh, Howard.
1: Jordan Howard very productive last year, eleven hundred yards, four point oh seven yards per carry. This year. Hasn't been well. He's still got six. Yeah, he's, still, he's got sixty four uh, carries in four games. So yeah, he's still seeing quite a quite a workload. I think there were questions about you know does his is he a scheme fit there with uh, Nagy and Helfrich and they've got uh, Tariq Cohen. But um, what was the trade you mentioned?
0: A third in Trayvon Hester.
1: A third and tr- a third. Jordan Howard. Didn't you? I don't know. Or a second for Le'Veon Bell. Why would I do that for Jordan Howard? Because I think I think your scaling was off there. All right.
0: So how about a fourth, and let's say a fourth and Matt Pryor.
1: Do you get Trey Burton back? No. Uh, he's not be- He's being paid peanuts, so that's good. He's under contract through two thousand nineteen at a very cheap rookie deal under a million dollars. Nah, I'm swinging for the fences for Le'Veon Bell.
0: I would do that one. I would do the Howard one.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. You know, who could re- you know who could really help? Who do you got? Donnell Pumphrey. He could.
1: Is he on a practice squad?
0: I think he, I think it was on the Lions
1: practice. Yeah, field.
0: okay. Is that
1: right? Okay. So. All right, so what do you what do you think? Let's say, are they going to do a uh, wowza move? Are they going to do a, okay, this guy will help him, but I'm not out of my seat. Are they going to do a, what the? Is, is this guy even going to be on the roster? Or are they going to do nada? Those are your four options. Take a deep breath.
0: I think they're going to do the level two. Thing. Me too. I think they're going to do a.
1: Oh, okay. That, that helps talk a little bit. Into like, this a, guy, yeah. like
0: a. Tevin Coleman.
1: What would Love be him. the ones on that list that would be qualified to get you out of your seat? Wowzers? Le'Veon Bell.
0: Amari Cooper.
1: T.Y. Hilton? Yeah,
0: I think that's a wowza.
1: Tevin Coleman, he's not a wowza? I don't
0: think he's a wowza. Okay. I think, I mean, he may not be at that level, but I think Demarius Thomas would qualify as a wowza.
1: What about LaShawn McCoy? What's he? Second level?
0: He is a stop the bus, get out, and let's talk about this deal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Jordan Howard would probably be a wowza. Really? I don't know. I don't like him as much as other people do, but... (laughs)
1: You just talked to yourself yeah. that. Okay. I would agree a level two, but... Uh, oh, Marshawn
0: Lynch, would you would you say is a wowza?
1: Well, because of the name recognition. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's a wowza.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a wowza.
1: I would probably say level two as well. Okay. I'm not ruling out a uh, wowza, though.
0: What about... Uh, you know, I mean, we're not going to go through a list of guys, but if it is a wowza move at a different position, what do you think? Safety, defensive tackle, corner.
1: I think uh, defensive line. Yeah, Defensive tackle. I think, yeah, I think tackle.
0: defensive line is probably yeah.
1: Overt like the a,
0: most likely other wowza.
1: Like a poor man's Tim Jernica. they don't need. No, that's a not Tim... a wowza, though. Well, they need someone who can just stay on the field in like all situations. I think a Ty McGill.
0: Okay. How? Yeah, like a. I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't know names enough. But... Well, that
1: is an interesting one because that's one that you you. That's a need in the off season. So if you can get someone yeah. who can uh, who can help you beyond this year, that's not necessarily a rental thing. Uh, then that is good. That's an interesting one.
0: Yeah. So like you know, you're looking at the bad teams: the Raiders, the Colts, the yeah, Falcons. They're not getting up just yet. The Cardinals, the Niners. You know, maybe the Seahawks. Everybody in the NFC East, they're not trading with them. Broncos. I don't know. Okay. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We will talk to you tomorrow night on WIP with Joe Giglio. Birds with Friends Radio at 8 o'clock. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, download, delete, all that good stuff. And then we will have a late, late, late night postgame pod from MetLife Stadium early Friday morning following the Eagles game against, who else? Pat Shermer and the New York Giants. For Shilka Padia... I'm Bo Wolf. We'll talk to you later. And as always, we love you. Finito!